thanks to Eero for supporting the Productivity Show. Never think about Wi-Fi again. To get $100 off the Eero base unit and two beacons package and one year off Eero Plus, visit eero.com forward slash TPS and at checkout, enter TPS. Welcome to The Productivity Show, a podcast by Asian Efficiency to help you maximize your productivity so you can get the important things done without having to sacrifice your health, family, and things that matter to you. We've helped tens of thousands of people save time, be happier, and become more productive. This is the third episode of our podcast series on energy. In this episode, we asked AET members and clients what they have done to increase their energy and double their productivity. You're going to discover a new type of coffee that gave an Asian efficiency client crazy amounts of energy, how one tweak to a ritual gave an AE client more energy, what to do the night before a busy day, a supplement that has helped one person get better sleep, and a lot more. You can find links to everything that we share on the show notes by going to theproductivityshow.com slash 239. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the Productivity Show. It's good to see you, Brooks. How are you doing today? I'm excellent. How are you? I'm a little bit tired and energetic at the same time, believe it or not. <laughs> I had a delayed flight that got delayed till the next morning. So I had to stay overnight at a uh, different hotel and not my own bed. But now I'm back home. So I'm recording here today. Super excited about that. And it is relevant today because we're going to be talking about energy. But before we do, we'd like to start off with our top three productivity resources. So my first resource for today is called Verilux Happy Light. So think of this as a light therapy device. Or another way to think about it is oftentimes we've recommended blue light blocking glasses. And this is kind of a reverse thing where in the morning, if you have this device, it will actually emit blue light or sunlight, quote unquote, to wake you up and feel really good about yourself, especially for those who live in countries where there's not a lot of sunlight. So this is a great device to have in your life. Speaking of blue light blocking glasses, the next one we recommend are gunner glasses. So those are actually glasses you wear to block blue light. This is really useful for when you're working late at night and you want to be able to get a good night of sleep as well. So gunner glasses, definitely recommend them. And last but not least, this is one of my favorite green tea powders. It's called Du Matcha, and you can buy it on Amazon. And we'll have links to all of these in the show notes as well. I love this green tea. Uh, It gives me a lot of energy and focus. I usually like to drink this before I start writing. So I find it always valuable to drink this before I uh, start getting really focused on some important work. So those are our top three resources for today. And before we get started with our episode on energy... I want to remind everybody, this is part of our three-part series on energy. And as you know, one of the things that we're known for is the T framework. That is our framework for mastering productivity. And T stands for time, energy, and attention. And when you have all three resources or currencies fully maximized, that's when you can be extremely productive. And this episode is really focused on energy. Yeah, like Tan says, this is the third in the three-part series where we're talking about energy. So if you've missed the last two episodes, it might be a good idea once you finish this one to go back and check those ones out. TPS 237, which was two weeks ago, is 
We were talking about how energy is your biggest productivity challenge and you might not even know it. So we take you through some of the things you can do to watch out for that. TPS 238, which was last week, Marmel from the AE team was on that show. That was a Brooksless episode. And that one was about the three things you need to implement to improve your energy and get things done. So that was very, very technical things you can do. And then this episode is going to be a bit different. In fact, it's a bit different than anything we've done before on the podcast, I think. So what we decided to do is we know, you know, there's theory, there's definitely things you can do out there. But what we wanted to do is we wanted to talk to people and say, hey, what has helped you? What changes have you made to improve your energy and improve your work or your life or get more done or get more focused? What are some energy changing things that you've done? So what we did is we talked to all the different members of the AE team and got some changes that they've made. We've also talked to members of the dojo, which is our online productivity community, and asked the same question. Hey, what energy changes have you made and how has that impacted you or, or what has happened with that? And we record these episodes live in front of the dojo as well. So we may get some stories in the chat room as we're recording this and we'll kind of work those in too. So what we thought we'd do is just go through and share some of the stories that different people have shared with us and then see what lessons we can kind of draw out of that. So Brooks, is there something that you want to share with the audience here today? Yeah, I guess if we're starting out with the AE team, we might as well start with you and I since we're live here on the call. So two changes that I've made that have actually really, really helped me is Number one, exercising right when I get up. So we're always trying to work exercise into our schedule. I think most people know that doing some sort of physical activity will help with energy. That's pretty clear. And I found that for me, doing it right when I wake up is better for me than doing it midday. There's less chance that something's going to derail it and that I'm going to skip things. I do it right away. And even I've had to make some changes to wake up earlier to do it, which you think waking up earlier might result in less energy, but I found the opposite. Now, when I get up and go to the gym, I will definitely tell you that I do not have energy at that point and don't really feel like it. But when I'm done, I'm definitely feeling very energetic and it sets me up really well for the rest of the day. So that's number one. And number two, sometimes if I was feeling tired in the afternoon, this usually might hit around two or three o'clock. Sometimes I would have a coffee or something like that, walk over to Starbucks. But now I've switched to having, if I do am in that situation, I have green tea at home. And I found that the green tea really, I don't have the crashes that you might have from coffee later. And it just helps me be more focused. So switching to green tea, if I do have something later in the day has really helped for me. So you are officially converted from coffee to tea now. Is that fair to say? I still like my coffee in the morning. I'm not a tan style, total, total team green tea. But anytime after, say, in the afternoon, uh, yeah, I'm uh, hashtag green tea all the way. I'm definitely hashtag green tea fan here. <laughs> One thing that has changed my life is napping. So over the last mm, maybe five to six years, I've been pretty consistent when it comes to napping. I want to say I nap at least five or six times a week. So almost every day. And I find that when I nap, it provides me this midday reset that I sometimes like to have, especially when it's really stressful or when I know when I start my day off with a little bit less energy than I normally have. 
And today is actually a perfect example of that. I was actually in Los Angeles over the weekend to spend some time with some family. And I was supposed to be back Sunday evening. I was supposed to be back in Austin around 11 o'clock at night. And I had a stopover in Houston. And as soon as I landed, TripIt showed me and said, hey, your flight due to maintenance is delayed until 7 a.m. the next morning. And so I got off the plane. I went to customer service and asked, hey, what, what do I need to do now? And the lady was really nice. She said, oh, you know, we're going to provide a hotel for you. And here's a $20 voucher for you to use. And I was fasting at the time, so I had no need for the vouchers. So I just bought some water <laughs> and some Sour Patch kits to, to take home with me. And so due to the time zone difference as well, I only had roughly five hours of sleep that night. And I had to catch my 7 a.m. flight this morning when I got home. And the funny thing is it's only like a 38-minute flight to go from Houston to Austin. And so I got here. It was around 8.30 or so when I got home. And I was dead tired. So I'm just not getting enough sleep, getting on the plane, getting off the plane, rushing home, making sure all this work needs to be done. Because in a few days, I'll be leaving again to speak at different conferences and such. And so I was like, okay, I know I have to record this podcast. I have a webinar later today as well. And I need to have all this energy, right? So I took a 90-minute nap because I know I was lacking sleep. And now I feel good again. Now I feel like I have a midday reset. Normally, I would nap for about 25 minutes or so. But because I didn't sleep much the previous night, I decided to go for a 90-minute nap. And now I feel totally reborn, ready to go. I can probably go till nine or 10 o'clock tonight and be totally fine. So napping has been one of those things that has really changed my life and something I recommend all of our clients do and something you do as well. When you take those 20 to 25 minute naps, which sounds like is your normal napping time, do you set an alarm for that to make sure you don't go longer than that? Or is it just your body just, that's just what it does. It just naturally wakes up. I definitely set an alarm for that. I always use the Amazon device, the Echo. I, I won't say its name right now because it will probably trigger it. But yes, I always set an alarm. It just puts me at ease when I do that because there could be times where if I just doze off and I don't set an alarm, I might sleep for 90 minutes, if, if not three hours, depending on how much sleep I get throughout the rest of the week. So I always set an alarm, do it through the Echo device, or sometimes I'll, I'll mention the Apple name device as well. I won't say that here and now too, because it will just trigger <laughs> all these different devices here. But yeah, when I do that, I always set an alarm for 25 minutes. I find that to be the sweet spot for me. I definitely don't go longer than 30 minutes because then I tend to kind of get sleepy and I probably start my quote unquote REM sleep and deep sleep around that time. So I always want to avoid that because when you wake up in the middle of that sleep cycle, you kind of feel groggy. So if you ever woken up in the middle of that kind of cycle or you've taken a nap or you, you wake up in the morning, you still feel really tired. It's because you probably woke up in either in the middle of REM sleep or deep sleep. And that's the, the time period of your circadian rhythm. You really want to avoid waking up because that's the most restorative part of sleep. So you want to kind of wake up before then, which is light sleep. So anywhere between like 10 to 25 minutes is a good time period for me. Yeah, I think that's one thing. I've never been a great napper. If, it, if I have a, a cataclysmic night, like what you were talking about, like something happens and sleep has just been a disaster, then 
then sure, a, a nap can definitely help. But I've, I've always found that if I do nap, I often feel groggy. So maybe that's my problem. Maybe I'm, I'm leaving it too long and I should cut it off at the 20, 25 minutes. So that's a, that's a, maybe we should do like a productive napping dojo course to teach people how to nap properly by people. I mean myself. <laughs> we do have a dojo course on sleep. So if you yes. are a dojo member and you're listening to this and you have access to that, definitely go check that out. So just log into the dojo and you'll see a course on sleep. So we'll show you how to, ma- how to maximize your sleep, how to get really deep sleep, quality sleep. So even if you sleep six hours right now, you can actually improve the quality of your sleep and sleep the same amount of hours, but feel so much more energized and rejuvenated. And there's a couple of things that you can do with that. So uh, definitely go check out that course if you're a dojo member. Definitely. All right. So like I said, we're going to start with sharing some stories from members of the AE team. And then we'll also share stories from members of the community. And so the first story I'd like to share is from Marmel, who was on the podcast last week. And so here's what Marmel told me about the changes that she made. So she says, I've made some changes to my lifestyle the past couple of months that have really helped with my energy. I changed the way that I ate and also added exercise to my calendar. I'd say that I pay attention to the type of food that I eat, making sure that I have protein and complex carbs. She moved away from four-legged animals and eats more fish and (laughs) cut out fried foods and don't eat fast foods a lot like she used to. Pretty good strategy. I no longer drink Coke every day. Also a good plan. Uh, Aside from eating well, I now do CrossFit three times a week. Oh my gosh. And I run twice a week. So when I don't exercise and when I make poor food choices, I notice that I'm sluggish and my mind is full of noise. So that's Marmel's story. One thing that really stood out to me is she said that right away, she said, I added exercise to her calendar. So she made sure that she structured her day around exercise instead of just trying to find time to do it. Kind of reminds me of the famous and infamous Covey story where I'm sure you, you guys have heard of this before, but the short version of it is he brings this jar and then he he's trying to illustrate the point that you want to put in the rocks first before anything else. And we have a newsletter on this, but the the basic version of it is if you want to get important work done, make sure you do that first before you do anything else or plan other stuff around it. So what he did was he had an empty jar, he put some rocks in it and he said, is this full? And then everybody in the class said, yeah, it is full. And And then he pulled under his shelf or from from wherever, he pulled some pebbles and then added it to the jar to kind of fill it up. And then he asked again, is it full? And then the class kind of caught on and said, no. And then he grabbed some sand and put it in the jar as well. And then he asked again, is it full? Right. So the whole idea there is, again, you can structure your day in a certain way, but the best way to do it is to put the big rocks in first before you add all the pebbles and the sand. So if you know that exercise is really important for you and that you want to make that your big rock, then structure that first before you do all the busy work, all the small miscellaneous things that you have to do. Because if we don't put in the big rocks first, it's kind of hard to add it on later, right? So if you put in the pebbles and the sand first, it's kind of difficult to put in the rocks later. So that's kind of the infamous story that Covey is known for. And I always like to remind myself of that. So whether it's planning my week, planning my month, planning my year, 
what are some of the big rocks that I can implement? And if I know from experience that three rocks is the most that I can handle, I like to just limit myself to that. So if you're new to this, I would say just maybe pick one rock. As you get more advanced, then maybe you can get up to two or three. But anything more than that, that's going to be pretty tough. So I like that strategy. I was at a conference once, and in one of the sessions, the speaker, actually her name's Mridu Parikh. She, I'd like to have her on the podcast someday because she's awesome. But she actually demonstrated that by pulling out of her bag the jar, the rocks, the sand. And I was just sitting there thinking, oh man, imagine she must have hauled all this stuff in her suitcase <laughs> on the way to Pittsburgh to demonstrate this. So I was, uh, I admire the commitment there. <laughs> Great. Okay. Our next story is from Sherby. Sherby is another member of the Asian efficiency team. And so here's what she says. She said, I started noticing my energy changing a couple of years ago. So that's when I started taking my vitamins daily. So before I just take my vitamins, whenever I felt like it, and sometimes I'd go weeks without taking them. Now she makes it part of her morning routine to have her vitamins ready in a bowl next to the food so she doesn't forget. So that and similar to Marmel, she shifted from processed fast food to healthy home cooking so she feels more alive and happier as she goes along her day. So as a snack, instead of grabbing, say, chips from the vending machine or whatever, she thinks ahead and takes along a Ziploc bag full of mixed nuts so that when she knows she has a long day ahead, she's got them there ready to go. And then she does an hour at the gym at least four times a week, which is a big help. So she was talking a lot there about vitamins. So of course I asked her, okay, so what sort of things do you take? If you're willing to share, of course. So she told me the vitamins were calcium, vitamin C, vitamin E, iron, milk thistle, and B12. So those are the changes Sherby's made. Uh, one thing I really liked is how she has, if she has found that the vitamins help her, she has them like right there in a bowl right beside her food so she can't miss it. It's like the triggers and stuff like that. She knows that when it's time to eat, there they are. So she so she always remembers them. The other big takeaway for me is, and this is something I think everybody has heard before, but just eating a lot of processed food is just not a good idea. And I am no stranger to that. This past weekend, I ate a lot of processed food just because me and my family were <laughs> eating out almost every day for Chinese New Year and kind of like get together stuff. So I was definitely unproductive. I could not focus much. And I don't remember the last time I had this afternoon lull of eating so much food. And if you have this feeling every single day, imagine how much more productive you could be if you didn't have this afternoon lull. So I definitely recommend eating whole foods, whole 30 kind of foods, you know, plant-based stuff is always good as well. And limiting the number of carbs you eat, especially because those always like make you feel really tired when you eat a lot of them. And then also vitamins, like I don't think vitamins necessarily is the magic pill to instantly feel more energized. But if you miss, you know, certain nutrients in your diets, just fixing that over time usually gives you more energy. So it's not like an instant magic pill, but adding the consistency part, you know, it's the whole idea of the healthier you are, the more energy you tend to have, right? So whether that's missing nutrients, whether that's exercising, whether that's sleep, health is a really big part of that. And I believe next week's episode that's coming out, we talk a lot about health and energy and just how to focus on health will result in more energy and productivity. So if you've been listening so far through the three-part energy series we have going on right now, there's a probably a theme you've started to notice where the healthier you are, the more productive you are as well. 
let's talk about Eero. When you purchase an Eero package, here's what's included. You've got total network protection. So Eero Plus offers the ability to block malicious and unwanted content across your entire network. You've got advanced security. You can have it check the sites you visit against a database of millions of known threats. And then Eero Plus will prevent you from accidentally visiting malicious sites without slowing anything down. There's content blocking. If you turn it on, Eero Plus can automatically tag sites that contain violent, illegal, or adult content. So you can choose what your kids can and cannot visit right within the Eero app. There's ad blocking. So you can get rid of annoying ads and pop-ups on all your devices. Ad blocking can also improve load time for ad-heavy sites so you can browse and stream faster than ever before. And with Eero Plus, there's also third-party security apps included. So there's VPN protection from Encrypt.me, which is a VPN service that I personally use. There's password management from 1Password, which is a password manager we recommend a lot here at AE. And there's antivirus software for malware bytes. I have an Eero system at my house, and it works much better than the old single router that I had before. I used to have dead zones and dropouts, but once I set up this distributed system, we have fast internet everywhere. My family used to get annoyed with me, but they don't anymore. To set it up, it's super fast. You just download the Eero app and it detects and walks you through everything. It's super easy and super painless. One efficient feature that I like is that it automatically updates itself to stay secure. This is important because there's a shocking number of insecure routers out there because no one thinks to or feels like updating them. With a lot of routers, it can be a pain to apply these security patches and updates. With Eero, it's all taken care of automatically, so that's just one less thing to be worried about. So never think about Wi-Fi again. To get $100 off the Eero base unit and two beacons package and one year off of Eero Plus, visit eero.com forward slash TPS, that's E-E-R-O dot com forward slash TPS, and at checkout, enter TPS. All right, the next member of the AE team I'm going to share a story for is from Mary. Now, a lot of people don't really realize this because often it's Tan, it's you and I that are are the ones on the podcast talking, maybe on the blog more often than not. So, but a lot of people don't realize that it's actually a larger team. And as far as it's all sorts of different, I guess, life situations. So you got the single entrepreneur. I assume you're still single. I, I don't actually know, but I'm assuming. I haven't heard about a wedding. So <laughs> the single entrepreneur, you got the dad, stay-at-home dad. You've got a lot of different life situations. And you and I are the minority as far as the guy quotient. Everyone else is female. And Mary is, for example, who is on our customer success team, is a mom with three kids. So here is Mary's story. One of my personal goals this year is to have a healthy lifestyle and being a mom with a full-time work and three kids, it's really exhausting. So I recently started doing Tabata in the morning and after the strenuous activity, I try to meditate for 10 minutes just to calm my mind and body. I do this while they're still asleep. Having little kids in the house, there are times that their lack of attention and tantrums really stresses me out. And when I started doing this, I noticed a big difference. There's been a great improvement on physical performance. I feel less lethargic and it positively affected my mood, thoughts, and feelings. So I see things with clarity and the less that I worry about negative situations. So this is an interesting example of how a lot of times when you you think about energy, you think of diet, exercise, that sort of thing. But there's a whole mental side of it as well. And Mary's description is a good example of that, that working meditation into her routine has really helped her with her energy that way. 
one of the experiments I've tried not too long ago was meditating twice a day. So I used to meditate for 20 minutes at a time. And I found that if you meditate more than 20 minutes, there's kind of a diminishing returns. 10 minutes I find is the easy sweet spot. Anybody can meditate for 20 minutes, I think. But also for 10 minutes, you're pretty much good to go as well. And then I started to experiment with just 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes before I go to bed. And I used to think, why would I meditate before I go to bed? Isn't that kind of the same thing though, right? And I said, you know what? Let me just challenge that idea. And my thinking was, if I can declutter my mind before I go to sleep, perhaps I can sleep better. And one of the things I've noticed from working with different clients over the years is a lot of times people can't fall asleep because they have all these open loops in their head, right? Oh, I need to call this person. I need to do that tomorrow. I need to do X, Y, and Z. And when you have all these open loops, it's kind of difficult to fall asleep. So one of the things we always recommend people do is write either in a journal or on a sheet of paper, whatever is on their mind, right? So by getting that out of your mind and on paper somewhere, you can close all these open loops, feel really good about yourself, feel like you have closure, and then go to bed, right? So your mind is not occupied and racing through stuff. Now it's just relaxed and can easily fall asleep. And so I thought, okay, if I can add meditation on top of that, I can really, quote unquote, declutter my mind and feel really relaxed and then go to sleep. So I started experimenting by meditating 10 minutes before I went to bed as part of my evening ritual. And I've definitely noticed that I was able to fall asleep a little bit faster. And I wouldn't necessarily know if my sleep score has gone up that much, even though I do kind of track it. I didn't track it for that particular purpose, but I did notice I definitely f- fell asleep a lot faster when I did that. So this is a reminder for me personally as well to maybe dive a little bit deeper for next time when I do this experimentations, actually track a sleep score now. But I've definitely noticed from my own personal experience that meditating in the morning has been beneficial, but also before I went to bed. That's interesting. Yeah, you usually hear about meditating to start the day. You don't hear about it as often to finish up the day. And if you're curious about ways to start meditation or if you're not sure what it's all about, we had a very popular podcast episode TPS 210, which we called Meditation for the Rest of Us. So definitely check that one out if you want to learn more about meditation. Okay, so we've shared some stories from members of the AE team, but we didn't want want you to just hear from us. We wanted to hear from other productivity people on your productivity journey uh, like you. So we talked to members of the dojo, which is, like I said, our online productivity community. And we asked the same question. What are some changes that you've made that have helped with your energy? So I'll start with Alice, who shared with me, implementing a consistent morning ritual that includes exercise has been a great energy improver for me. When I'm at home, I go to a, an hour bar, B-A-R-R-E, three class first thing in the morning. My morning routine also includes a quick yoga stretch, a short Tai Chi routine, and meditation. Even when I'm traveling, I do the yoga Tai Chi meditation part of my ritual, and sometimes I add in a short online bar class. In addition, I'm playing with intermittent fasting, i.e. skipping breakfast, and I'm finding that the combination of it all makes it easier for me to fall and stay asleep and not feel groggy during the day. I definitely like how she referenced the morning ritual as a way to help with energy, because that is a great way to tie all this together and make sure that you're doing the things that have had a positive impact on your energy. I definitely noticed a lot of people in Austin do bar as well. 
I've never heard of this until I moved here. And it's cool to see that Alice does this as well, which is one of our raving fans. Alice always references Asian efficiency as she gives presentations all across the world. So it's really cool to see her here. And to add to what you just said, Brooks, I think that intermittent fasting is such an underrated tool when it comes to energy. And people, you know, kind of do it for weight loss purposes and hormonal control. And I totally get that. But just imagine waking up and skipping breakfast, right? If you're somebody who has the most energy in the morning and you don't have to worry about eating in the morning, you not only save time in the morning, but also once you wake up, and especially if you are flexible in terms of where you work, you can actually go straight ahead and say, hey, let me do my morning ritual and then go straight into work. And by skipping breakfast, you can actually do that and immediately have all this energy to focus on your frog, your most important task, or whatever thing you tend to procrastinate on most. And it's the whole idea of doing the hardest thing first thing in the morning, right? Eating your frog. If you can do that consistently, you're going to build this momentum. You're going to feel this productivity momentum inside of you that makes you go, oh, man, once I finish this, I can do anything else really easily, right? And when you do this consistently every single day, you're going to be so productive that you almost don't want to stop. Like people, when they talk about don't break the chain, if there is one thing that I recommend people do, aside from exercise, it's doing the hardest thing first thing in the morning. And I love making that as part of your quote unquote morning ritual is to say, hey, let's look at my goals, let's eat my frog, and then quote unquote start my day. So that's another way to sort of like look at that. And I talk a lot about this in our courses and also in our presentations as well. Like if you can master the first 90 minutes of your day, you're in really good shape. Great. So the next story is from Dojo member Dean. And I just had to include this because it's something I had never heard of ever. (laughs) So take a look at this, see what you think. So Dean says, the most dramatic energy producer for me is when I ordered something called Black Blood of the Earth. It turbocharged me at a molecular level. It's definitely awesome, but I decided to hold it in reserve in case I start a company or something like that. I could feel the power surge through my body without any apparent ill effects, but I figured that was probably actually a bad thing. So he mentioned this and I actually thought he was joking, but I looked into it and it is actually a thing. And so I haven't tried it myself. I'm not saying I recommend it for sure, but Black Blood of the Earth is a coffee-like drink that you that you have cold And a physics major basically made it. And it has supposedly far less acidity. It doesn't impact your teeth and stuff like that than normal coffee, but has 40 times the caffeine. So you just have a little bit of a shot glass worth or whatever, and that sorts you out. A little crazy for me. I can't see myself ordering it, but if it's something, if that is something that sounds good to you, it's maybe worth checking out, but it's a little little wild for me. I don't know what you think of it. I know some people listening right now are going, whoa, where can I get this? I need to have this right now. (laughs) Just go to the show notes of this episode. We'll have a link to it for you. Don't worry about it. Now, as far as for me, I don't know. I don't have this huge desire to, to get this. I'm pretty good on my energy. I don't need any sort of supplement to give me more energy other than maybe green tea every now and then. So I'm probably going to skip on this, but if you're somebody who's like, oh, this is for me, I need to have this. I would love to hear your experience with this. Yeah, 
Yeah, there's a there's a segment of the population that I'm listening to this. And I'm sure will be like you said, their ears will perk up. I personally am not in that segment, but uh, more power to you. I definitely want to give a shout out to Dean. He's been one of our most vocal Dojo members on the forum and on Slack, and he's always been helping people on there. And definitely want to show our appreciation to Dean here today. So thank you for not only submitting your energy tip for today, but also all the support you've provided to other Dojo members inside the community as well. Yeah, we have so many super helpful members and, and Dean is definitely one of them. He, he's always helping people, but also getting his own stuff done too. And yeah, really, really thankful Dean is there. And another active member who's, again, also really, really helpful, often uh, catches the Dojo uh, recordings live is Catherine. And so she lists a few things that she's found useful for her energy. Number one, like we've talked about earlier, limiting carbs during working hours, uh, which she says is painful because she works across from a Chick-fil-A and loves waffle fries, but finds the food coma is a real thing. I personally have never had Chick-fil-A, but I know people, people like it. Number two, headspace meditation. We talked about meditation, helps her focus her energy. It helps her a lot. Step number three, exercising in the morning gives her endorphins. We talked about that. And she says, and this is her words, not mine. The last one is probably a woman thing. Like, but picking out my clothes the night before is a game changer. I can't tell you how much wasted time and energy and effort I've killed over the years because I'm indecisive about what to wear and spend half an hour trying on different clothes and then getting frustrated with the clothing. Removing that decision-making process from your morning and spending that energy on something more useful and less mood draining is super helpful. I personally would not say that is a, a woman thing. I know a lot of guys, even if you don't spend half an hour trying on outfits, still removing that decision-making in the morning can really, really help you. So the more you can prepare the night before definitely can set you up for success the next day. I believe it was Lisa, one of our superstar clients who has been at the mastermind, has been featured on this podcast a few times. I believe she mentioned at the mastermind where we were talking about just random productivity strategies, or maybe it was over wine or dinner. I remember her saying something along the lines of, how she not only prepares her clothes the night before, but she actually plans her week, what she's going to wear. And that has been really helpful for her. And I like the overall strategy of whatever you want to do tomorrow. If you plan it the day before, I find that so much more powerful than actually doing it the day of. Because again, you're just eliminating a lot of steps when you do it the night before. And then also you have this on-ramp to go right into it. So whether it's picking out your clothes, what your frog is the next day, where you're going to go, who you're going to call, what kind of steps you need to take, or even what you're going to write tomorrow, whatever you can do the night before to set yourself up for the next day is an extreme time saver, but also an energy saver in my experience. And so I love this strategy where she's trying to pick out whatever she's going to wear tomorrow so that by the time she gets out of bed and she's ready to go, she's like, okay, this is what I'm going to wear. I'm not even going to think about it. I'm not going to waste any more time. I'm good to go. And off to the races you are. So love that tip. So we'll do the final story. And this is from Dojo member Katie, another super helpful Dojo member. So Katie says, for her, what has really been helpful is, number one, introducing magnesium supplementation. Number two, using a tool to monitor room temperature and air quality. And she learned a lot about adjusting her sleep environment for these optimal conditions. Number three, using an alarm that is sensitive to the stage of sleep you're in. And 
wakes you up at a lighter stage and using the sunrise sunset clock that fades in and out to help with a more gentle wake up. This has been the difference between waking up with a smile and waking up with a slam of cortisol and feeling like I need to throw up. Wow. And then finally, like we just mentioned, putting together a nightly routine that helps prepare for tomorrow with gym bag and getting ready for sleep, shower and hygiene and stuff like that. So those that's what's worked for Katie. A lot there, but she makes a good point that even if you don't use an app or a tool to me- to monitor room conditions, having those room conditions set up in an optimal way for sleep is kind of an underrated thing. I think a lot of people suffer from low energy because they suffer from low sleep and the low sleep is often impacted a lot by the conditions that we sleep in, but we never really think of it. So sometimes a few tweaks here and there can really have a big impact on on our sleep and therefore our energy. I remember a few times for our giveaways, we've given away a Philips clock where you can wake up to sunlight and it will also trigger you to wake up in the middle of a certain sleep cycle as well. So we'll make sure to link to it in the show notes as well, the one that we've used and given away to people. It sounds like Katie's using something very similar where, again, like I said earlier, you definitely don't want to wake up in the middle of deep sleep or REM sleep because that's going to make you feel groggy. So when you have that alarm set up and kind of addressing that, that makes it so much easier, so much more pleasant to wake up as well. And like she just said earlier, preparing stuff for tomorrow has been really helpful. So she mentioned, you know, her gym bag, her lunch, her clothes, what she's going to do the next day. And I think we see pattern here already, right? Doing something the night before is really useful and it doesn't take that much time, guys and ladies. It doesn't take that much time. So setting aside maybe 10, 15 minutes to do that can make all the difference the next day, especially if you have a very busy day coming up. I always find that doing those 10, 15 different things just to set yourself up for the next day will make all the difference. You can just get going right away. You don't have to think about stuff. You're not going to worry about what you're going to be eating, what you're going to be doing, what you're going to be carrying with you. Just a simple thing, even just putting your wallet in your backpack could make all the difference from leaving your home saying, oh, did I bring my wallet with me or do I have X, Y, and Z with me? Just preparing that the night before makes it so much easier, right? So the less stress we have on ourselves, the more energy we save. And something we've kind of harped on as well is that the more stress you have in your life, the more it drains you of energy, right? So there's all these things you can do to increase your energy. But another way to look at it is to also say, hey, what things can I remove from my life or what kind of stress can I avoid so that I don't lose as much energy or what are some leaks in my life that I can sort of plug in and, and cover so that I don't lose this much energy throughout the rest of my day. And so whatever you can do the night before, definitely go do that. And if you have to make it a part of your evening ritual or a simple checklist that you just go through every single night, it's worthwhile spending some thinking time or just putting that together over the next five minutes or so after this podcast and implementing that right away. Magnesium is something that I've have no experience with, but I've heard of people having good results of that as well. So it's interesting that Katie says that. So if you're listening to this and it's something that has helped you, uh, definitely hit us, hit us up at productivity FM on Twitter or write us at in at support at I'm curious if it's working well for you because it's something I've heard from other people as well. I've used it myself and the magnesium supplement that I recommend people use is called calm. You can buy this on Amazon. 
Uh, there's a lot of different flavors. The interesting story I have behind that is I bought the Calm Magnesium Supplement with the raspberry flavor. And what I found out is I'm actually allergic to raspberries. <laughs> so I started to take the supplement. <laughs> and if there's one thing you should learn from this is that when you take supplements, you want to know if it works or not, do one supplement at a time. So don't try to introduce five, six, seven, ten 10 different supplements at a time. Do one at a time. Because that's how I found out that I was allergic to raspberries. And basically, long story short, I, I went to see a doctor. I started to get all these rashes on my body. And I couldn't figure out why this was happening. And I introduced all these different changes in my life, right? I went fully keto. I introduced this other supplement to make keto a little easier. I then introduced Calm supplement as well to help me sleep better at night. And it took like four or five different supplements. And I couldn't figure out what was causing this rash. And at first I thought it was like maybe a keto thing. And then it was something else. And long story short, by process of elimination, I found out that I was allergic to raspberries. And I even did some allergy tests and they couldn't figure it out there because raspberries was not part of the test. And so uh, what I had to do was go to Whole Foods, grab a few raspberries and then kind of rub it on my arm and then see if I would get any rashes. And lo and behold, yes, I did. And then I started to experiment with the Calm supplement and removing that. And then I noticed that the rashes went away as well. So ever since then, I've <laughs> taken on a different Calm flavor now. So now it works perfectly fine. And I usually take it on the Sunday when I try to get ready for Monday. So I don't take it every night or anything, usually on the Sunday. And I have kind of like my sleep stack as well, where I'll, I'll take Calm, L-theanine pill as well that you can buy separately. And, and that's the ingredient that's in green tea as well that causes you to feel really relaxed and calm. And it avoids the caffeine crash that green tea doesn't give you unlike coffee, right? So when you have caffeine and L-theanine, that ingredient, which is in green tea, then it kind of like steadies the flow of caffeine. So that's why you don't get that crash. So when you take Calm, the magnesium supplement plus L-theanine, and then if you want to push it even forward and take uh, melatonin, then that's sort of my sleep stack that I usually take every Sunday. And then I usually sleep really well. My sleep score is usually the highest when I do that. And I find that to kind of be my personal stack that I use every Sunday to uh, get a really good night's rest, get myself ready for a productive week. And again, I, the reason I don't do it every single day is just because I don't want to rely on supplements or anything outside of you know normal food and diet to, to be productive. So I do it just once a week, but if you want to do it multiple times a week, that's not a big deal either. Someone I know has been basically living the nomad lifestyle, traveling the world for, I think it's been three or three years now or something like that. I just saw on Twitter yesterday, she was saying how the magnesium supplements she's getting in Albania right now are really, really good. So there you go. If you're, uh, if you're ever looking for magnesium, Albania is the place to get it apparently. <laughs> All right. So we've asked uh, people who, Dojo members who are listening live to share if they have any any stories of ways they've increased their energy. And Bryce shares that the Wim Hof breathing technique, which I know you know quite a bit about, Tan, helps him manage his energy and stress. So uh, maybe if you don't mind, we'll wrap up. But if you could just tell us a little bit about uh, what that is, because I know there's a picture of you floating around on the internet of you doing the Wim Hof technique that I've seen. <laughs> There's only pictures on my personal Facebook where you can find it. But yeah, I did some Wim Hof training. I actually did it twice now. And there's basically two parts to his training. One is you learn a couple of breathing techniques 
And those are pretty intense and they take a lot of time, even though there's a shorter version that you can do as well. And then there's the sort of the ice or cold water therapy where you go in an ice bath and build mental toughness. So for this purpose, the breathing techniques are roughly 20 minutes or so, and they're pretty intense. And you're basically getting yourself in a really good state and an energetic state by breathing at a certain rate, at a certain pattern. And you do a lot through your nose to kind of get yourself energized. So I've been doing that for on and off like a few weeks at a time. I still have like my own checklist here in Evernote whenever I reference and want to do it. But personally, I find that to be more of a, oh, let me just kind of switch it up every now and then kind of thing rather than, oh, let me actually do this every single day. So just listening to this and seeing Bryce's feedback makes me want to go back to it for a week or two and just go back to that and, and feel energized that differently. So one of the things I've also found is that switching things up every now and then makes it really fun as well and makes it more likely for me to stay consistent. So even though I've been meditating for a few years now, just switching it up every now and then is really useful. Just like I'll switch up my morning ritual every now and then. So if you're somebody like me who's a really good rule follower and you're pretty good when it comes to building routines and sticking to them, but you kind of get bored every now and then, this is a good way to just say, hey, let me switch it up. Let me do some research on alternative ways of structuring my morning ritual or replacing some things that you do with other things and just switching it up for for fun. I definitely recommend you do that uh, maybe every quarter or so just to allow yourself to have some fun throughout the process as well. Perfect. So obviously you're not going to implement everything that was discussed in this episode. We've shared a, a bunch of different things that a bunch of different people have used. Some of those are going to apply to you. Some won't. That's totally great. We always say that you don't want to make a bunch of changes at once anyway, because it makes it harder to stick. So what we recommend is if you're inspired by something you've heard, just pick one thing that has worked for someone on the team or one of our dojo members and just implement it this week. And we have a resource coming out soon that's going to take you step by step through how you can improve your energy and different ways you can do that. So we have a, a link that'll be in the show notes. It's theproductivityshow.com forward slash energy. And you can sign up there to get alerted when it's ready to go and learn more about it there. At Asian Efficiency, we believe that you shouldn't have to sacrifice your personal life to get things done you should be able to get the important things done in the time you have. If you feel that your energy is not where it could be and you like to double your productivity, we have a resource that will help you. We'll take you through exactly what you need to do to achieve extraordinary results by having more energy to do your important activities. Just go to theproductivityshow.com energy. Again, the URL is theproductivityshow.com energy. And when this energy course comes out, you'll be first to have access. You can find links to everything we discussed today in the show notes by going to theproductivityshow.com slash 239. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us an iTunes review or star in Overcast. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next Productive Monday.